Welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Logan Plant, joined this week by the usual crew, Kevin Valine. How's it going, Kevin? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. You know, we kind of reverse roles. I've been beating stuff left and right this year, and you uh, you spent the first three months of the year playing Stardew, and now I did. I'm stuck on one game, and you've been beating some stuff. Trying to catch up. I don't think I'm going to be able to catch you. You you were on a tear. Are you still, uh, you still working towards that goal of 50? I'm trying. It's real unlikely with how Fall Guys has just consumed my life over the <laughs> last week, but I'm still going to try and get there. And speaking of Fall Guys consuming life, someone else that's happened to is Zach Rost. How's it going, Zach? It's going good. I'm staying consistent. I also started a game, which I'll probably never finish, so it's good to know that <laughs> nothing's ever That's just you the last change. couple of months. What happened to so, Assassin's Creed? Final Fantasy X. Uh, everyone... <laughs> Fantasy. There was another Stop. one, right? Uh, was probably. that it? I feel like there so was. I you were playing something alongside Assassin's Creed, and you dropped I was definitely one. trying to platinum Last of Us 2 at some point. Uh, yeah, and now we got some even harder trophies to Last of Us oh, Part 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. Luck. But we're going we're gonna <laughs> to talk about that. We're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff. But first, it appears that the biggest game of 2020 has been delayed Sports story on uh, Nintendo's official website used to say it was coming out summer 2020. That was the announcement when it was revealed in the Indie World presentation a few months back. Sports story was supposed to come out in early summer. Here we are in late summer. It's nowhere to be found. And now it says TBA on Nintendo.com sports story. It's now, not coming out this summer. It's not a good sign. So I actually, I, I don't know, I, I this might just be too hopeful, but I'm like, maybe they updated it because it's actually going to be announced pretty soon what its real release date is. Like, what if they have an indie direct coming up next week and they just went in and they're like, oh, well, we should we should change this real quick. Like, you never know. I, Could be. At this point, I've just been waiting for them to have a presentation where it's featured and it's dropping that day. Yeah. It feels like that type of game to me. So yeah. that make like if this was a bigger game, then it's like okay, well then maybe they're trying to to move things around. But I really expected it to be a, a same day launch from its next mm-hmm. appearance and whatever that turns out being. So this this does make me a little worried, especially because they didn't even like drop it back to just 2020. It's just TBA. It could yeah. be anything, which is concerning, and it's even more concerning that Sidebar Games, developer of Golf and Sports Story has not tweeted since June. It's months, been over yeah. two months since they've tweeted. Were they consistent before that? They were more like, consistent than they have been. I feel like this is yeah. the longest stretch we've ever seen without them That's tweeting. That's a bad sign. They're yeah. too busy to tweet. They're yeah. working really hard. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still very excited for this game. Uh, Nintendo, it seems like they've had an indie presentation coinciding with Gamescom the last couple of years. And Gamescom is a virtual thing kind of happening later this month. So maybe there'll be another indie thing and maybe we'll get an update. But this this was a devastating piece of news. Potentially. We don't really know what it means. Probably devastating. Could mean they went and updated the page because of an impending announcement. Oh, it's actually going to be fall and they'll reveal that next week. Who knows? But no date for sports story yet. This is my number one most anticipated game of 2020. But now it's not even on the calendar for the year anymore. <laughs> It's sad. I, yeah. I want to play this game so bad. I just have yeah. to play Golf Story. It's been I've only ever played that campaign once one time through. It deserves a second go through before Sports Story actually comes out, if it ever comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't plan for that now. It's just a big question mark. Exactly. Yeah. So I uh, I am I have faith in the developer. This game is going to be great. Golf Story 
is an incredible game that harkens back to RPG golf games of old and has so much to do in it. All the side quests, the frisbee golf, the, the mini golf, there's so much different stuff to do in that game. Uh, but I hope that the sports all feel unique and in-depth in sports story because there are going to be so many of them. There's going to be 10. And I'm worried, like, when Mario tries to tackle multiple sports in oh, one gosh. game, they always get watered down. Now, I'm hoping that's not the case here, but I, 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 all 10 are not going to be able to feel as good as golf did in golf story. But if at least half of them are that level of quality of how good golf is, then I think that'll be good. But if it's, if it feels like the same golf from golf story and then nine watered down simple sports, that will be a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Or if one of like the main sports that they go with is the worst one and you have to trudge through that (laughs) to get to either the golf or some of the other new sports that you actually like. Yeah. That could be rough if they focus on one that just isn't very good or fleshed out yeah i also want online multiplayer uh, because i have played extensive amounts of local golf story with both of you guys and like when kevin and i went on that road trip we played a match every night in the hotel zach and i we've we've done tournaments of a similar style so i hope i can play that with you guys online and then from that first trailer we saw i love how they're mixing up the sports like hitting a baseball with a tennis racket into a soccer goal. It just looks absolutely bonkers, and I'm excited to see all the different permutations they go in that route. But take your time. Hopefully it's great, and hopefully it still comes out this year because I have been itching for this game for a long time. Speaking of games getting delayed, though, one of my other most... I I got kind of hyped for this one recently, and then only to get stabbed in the back and and watch it get delayed to 2021. Uh, Microsoft announces that Halo Infinite is delayed to 2021, and man, this is a big blow to the Xbox Series X launch, which they have confirmed is coming in November of this year. Phil Spencer is saying that no game would hold back the Series X from coming out in 2020. Even Halo 343 saying it's partly because of the pandemic and partly because they want to deliver the Halo experience that fans deserve, the most ambitious ambitious Halo game ever. So a big delay, no release window for 2021. Kevin, initial thoughts on this decision by Microsoft and 343. I didn't think the original trailer was too bad. Obviously, it had some issues, mainly... Uh, when they were like spawning into the world and it kind of freaked out for a bit. But yeah. those are some of the things where I just assumed you've got some months. And I, we know now November is when it was going to originally come out. You still have a couple of months before that that would happen. And that's usually the time that you iron out the bugs. And that so was an older build. I, that wasn't a build right, from so this month. Maybe, maybe there were some bigger issues that even we didn't know about where it's like, okay, so we have these problems that – that people really saw in that trailer, and there's other stuff that we have also found that we need to work on, maybe that's why we're not getting it in November. But based on that trailer, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, people hated that trailer. I thought it looked good. We talked about it, Kevin, how we were fans of it. But Zach, what do you think of this? Well, do you guys think that the reactions to the trailer affected their production level? Do you think that they're pushing it because so many people reacted negatively to the trailer? Or do you think that this would always be in the cards no matter if people loved it or hated it? I think it was probably a combination of things. That probably opened their eyes to some things that they may want to do, but maybe there were some other things that they found as well that they still need to work on before release. Yeah. I think it was absolutely impacted by the negative response. I mean, they said in their presentation it was coming this year and it was still going to be a launch title. So I don't think there's, there's no way that 
this was always the plan. Like, Last of Us, this one makes more sense to me than The Last of Us delay, delay where they're like, boom, February. Oh, wait, May, like two weeks later. This one makes sense because of the absolute hatred towards this game on the internet and that the pandemic is a factor and it wasn't at the time for The Last of Us. But yeah, I'm sure it was also a combination. I mean, they want to release the whole game at once, including the free-to-play multiplayer. We have seen mm-hmm. no multiplayer yet. Maybe it is in a rough state. Maybe that's what they're putting more of their focus into. Like, we don't really know anything since all we've really seen was that gameplay that people didn't think was too hot from the Xbox game showcase. I would laugh if they went back to the drawing board and somehow adds, added some additions to make it look more like Halo 4 and 5, and then everyone's <laughs> like, oh, this looks bad. And it's like, shut up. Yeah. Come on. Because it looks simpler, like Halo 1, which is what people wanted. And now that's not what people want. They're but just impossible. Now maybe things. not. Yeah. And again, I, I understand that when you freeze frame on that big dude, it doesn't look too great. But if you just watch that trailer in motion... You don't see it. Mm-hmm. You have to pause right on that frame to be able to see that. In motion, it didn't matter. Yeah. You're not going to pause the game mid-game to stare at the enemy? Right. But because <laughs> we have Twitter with a bunch of screen caps, people can do that and be like, oh, this one frame looks awful. That means the whole yeah. game looks bad. And it's like, well, in motion, if you're playing it the entire time and don't stop really to look at their faces, maybe it's not a big, big deal at all. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I do get the delay, and I'm disappointed, and I'm worried also about this Xbox Series X launch. It's, what else do they have? Yeah, now they're, they're touting Game Pass, kind of, as the big feature to get it launched. They're saying thousands of Xbox games playable out of the box with Game Pass on day one, because beyond that, they don't have a lot to talk about for games coming exclusively to Xbox Series X. When your number one flagship launch title now becomes Tetris Effect Connected, that's a little bit worrisome. There's there's yep. a couple other things in there that are going to be exclusive to Xbox at launch, but Halo, I think, was going to be a big deal. I think that there were a lot of people either on the fence about getting an Xbox Series X this holiday season, then now that Halo's not there, that option is off the table. I know I'm one of those people. I considered getting a, a cheap Xbox One this holiday to play Halo Infinite. I mean, Black Friday, an Xbox One S was probably going to be really, really cheap. <laughs> like mm-hmm. 150 yeah. or something like that. Like 150 bucks, And that, I, I, may have, I may have gotten to play Halo. So there's people like that. There's people for the new one that aren't going to pick it up anymore. And I just think it's really hard to justify getting a Series X this holiday now. I mean... I know none of us were really thinking about getting one at launch, but but Kev, what do you think this does to the launch prospects for this console? Well, for Xbox, it really hurts because they needed to get off on the right foot here. This entire generation is just has been a failure, despite the strides that they've made in the second half in terms of Game Pass, in terms of backwards compatibility. I think it's pretty safe to say that this entire generation was a wash. So They did still sell over 50 million Xbox Ones. That is still a lot of, of machines. It's not a failure is. anywhere close to the level of the Wii U or, or the Dreamcast or things like that. Not even close to that. But no. comparing it to the competitor who outsold Xbox basically 2 to 1 this two gen, one. that's rough. And you have another competitor that has already fl- flown by you in a yeah. fraction of the time. Yeah. This is not what they wanted from, from this generation. So... To be able to have Halo at launch to try and push people to pick up Series X was huge. 
even if you were able to play it on your last generation console, I'm sure that would have yeah. pushed a number of people to go and pick up the new system. But now, yeah, there's nothing. People, people are going <laughs> to wait until 2021. Basically, and that and that so allows that allows PlayStation to get out in front if they can have Spider-Man Miles Morales available at launch. Yeah, even just that. that I mean, because then already... that'll just make it a quick decision for most people. What am I going to get? PlayStation Five, because it's got Spider-Man Miles Morales. What does Xbox have? It doesn't have Halo. What was uh, what were the final sales uh, for the Wii U, Logan? Like fifty around fifteen million. Okay, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty abysmal. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. The Switch passed it so fast. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm disappointed that Halo's not going to be there. I mean, we first saw Halo a long time ago at E3, and before we even knew the name was Xbox Series X, back when it was still Project Scarlet, they were like, Halo will be launching with Project Scarlet on day one. It's going to be the first time an Xbox has launched with Halo since the original Xbox launched with Halo That's Combat Evolved. Not the case. They were trying to channel all of that nostalgia, a new console, we're back, Halo's back, and now that messaging is just totally different. And now it's, hey, we have thousands of Xbox games, which, yeah, is cool. It's really cool that that many Xbox games are playable, but it's not new. It's not a new thing that's going to get people to rush out and pick this up when all those games are already playable on Xbox One. Not only are they all playable, but you're not going to see that big of a difference moving to Series X that you would see if you're playing Halo Infinite on your base Xbox One as compared to an Xbox Series X. You will see tangible differences there. Mm -hmm. If you're playing an Xbox 360 game on your Xbox One, I can't imagine it'll look all that much better on a Series X. Yeah, we. I actually, I'm actually not sure about that because we have seen Microsoft say they're working on implementing these next-gen features into older games. They're working on software that, that will do that automatically when you pop an old game or download an old game in there. Uh, I don't know if we're talking like ray tracing or things like that, but apparently these old games are going to look a heck of a lot better on Series X. I don't know if that's going to be a part of launch, and even if that's the case, I don't know if it's enough to push someone to pick it up. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're telling me that Halo 3 ODST is going to look miles better? I got to pick that up. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's just tough. It's tough. They're really playing the long game, I think. I think they're betting that Halo will be a big deal when it eventually does come out. And that yep. hopefully they can kind of recontrol the messaging in 2021 at whatever point next year it does launch. And hopefully that will jumpstart the Xbox Series X's life cycle when Halo does eventually come out. But it is a shame to not see it at launch because I think that was going to be a big deal. I think that was going to be a big thing. And now... That's just not part of the 2020 conversation anymore. And it's disappointing. It is disappointing because yeah. I want Xbox to do well. I adore the Xbox 360. That was such a big, important console for me. And then the Xbox One just said all the wrong things. Series X, I was kind of optimistic about it. They acquired all these studios. They got Halo. They got Fable. They got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. But this is just not getting off to a great start. Yeah. They're just giving PlayStation the chance to to hop out in front and then they got to play catch up again, which yeah. maybe, maybe they can pull it off. If Halo infinite is early into 2021 and that mm -hmm. they can just quickly pivot to that once the console launches. But that remains to be seen if that's happening either. We don't yeah. know how Fables. far out they've pushed Fables. It. So oh, far Fables. Out. a lot it's of these even, games are yeah. ways yeah. out too. That's the other issue. All these studios that they've acquired, a lot of them were finishing up games and now they're just starting work on these other ones. Mm -hmm. A lot of these games are still a ways away.
Yeah. I want to pitch this idea. How would you feel, do you think it'd be a good idea if 343 pivoted Halo Infinite to be a Series X exclusive, not playable on Xbox One consoles, uh, to kind of give it that next-gen bump to kind of look and feel like people want it to feel like? Good idea or bad idea? I think uh, I think at this point that would... I think that- Moving That's into tough. 2021, it's... I think that'd be a good idea for them. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's a lot of people, I think, that would be happy to have it more focused on taking full advantage of the new hardware. But I think it would also leave a lot of people out to dry who wanted to play this game, but were not planning to pick up a Series X at launch and probably won't, regardless of if Halo Infinite was a Series X exclusive. So yeah. I think there'd be a lot of people that would be happy about that. But I think there's also a, a very large amount of people that would also see that as very anti-consumer after already announcing that. Pulling that back mm-hmm. would also be a, a little gross. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I don't think so. I think that they no. really want to stick to this Xbox, Xbox being an ecosystem and um, like a phone. Like any iPhone from a certain generation up can play Fortnite, for example. They want to be like that, uh, starting with the Xbox One and up. Not anymore! it's gone uh it's not on the app store anymore but that's i think it's it's a cool thing they're going for it's going to be interesting also seeing the numbers compared as we go into this next generation because like we've talked about before playstation is really just like moving on next generation four to five just like three to four two to three before that and it's going to be like we've sold five million ps5 so far then on the other end xbox who is still playable, all these games on Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox One S, all digital edition, Xbox Series X, and the recently leaked Xbox Series S through that controller packaging. Oh, man. That had it on the side. thing is awful. Uh, it is awful. But what are they going to say? Hey, this year we sold 10 million Xbox consoles. What does that mean? It's going to be really weird comparing these numbers because it's always been so easy to compare... PS4, Xbox One, PS3, Xbox 360, but now it's like you have this whole family and then you have the PS5 and the PS5 Digital Edition, which I'm sure they'll just lump into one number. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they would probably weird. just, yeah, the Xbox family of consoles sells this much. It'd be similar if, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you've got the 3DS family. The Slim, you've got the Pro, yeah, or the 3DS mm-hmm. family. They're just like, here's the amount of, they just lump it all together. Yeah. Then uh, if you go looking deeper, a lot of the times they have sales. Like, I know. Nintendo's got specific sales for how much the regular Switch is sold and the Switch Lite, but mm-hmm. they just lump it all together for main Switch sales. That's yeah. probably yeah. what they do. Which is fine. But Microsoft doesn't even announce official Xbox sales numbers. They yeah, don't. Yeah, because oh it's God. not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a secret. they could just get dunked on so easily. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we sold this number of, uh, of Xbox Ones, and then Sony's just like... <laughs> like <laughs> and they just laugh. Like, all right. yeah. I think they know that. And they just yeah. don't, because then they can just pivot to being like, oh, here's the amount of, of recurring spending or whatever. This is the amount of subscribers that we have to Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass. I feel like that's where they're trying to brag the most about this like recurring spending from all of these mm-hmm. services that they're providing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, also we're expecting some sort of Xbox Series S announcement. So I'm pretty sure that's been proven like, it's pretty official because this is from a controller box that I believe was already in the back of stores 
And then we had, like, there was that looting in Chicago a few nights ago, the raiding. And I think people found this controller and took pictures. And apparently it's on shelves already because it just looks like a freaking Xbox One controller. So no one knows. So they're putting it on shelves. And on the spine, it says it's compatible with the Xbox Series S, which has not been announced yet. Your <laughs> <laughs> uh, timing on that. You yeah. think that knowing that... They, they know that they ship these things out. I assume they know what they put on the back of the thing, that they'd announce it before that. Yeah. So that it could be some sort of surprise, but... Nope. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Xbox, yeah. I'm pulling for you this gen. I want I want them Underdog. to find success with, with this new kind of format they're going for. I'll, I might participate in it someday. Who knows? Who knows if I'll pick up an Xbox at some point down the line. But I do want to play Halo Infinite. Disappointed that's not coming this year. It's going to be a big 2020 game, but... Man, PlayStation 5 is looking pretty good now with Spider-Man at launch. Although we haven't seen any I'm going to be honest, though. In a, seen in a couple of years, when we see more from the new studios, whenever Fable comes out, you know, we've got more of the Forza games and all of these other studios that they've acquired, yeah. their games coming out. I think it'll be a lot more enticing to have all of these new games plus basically the entire Xbox library to play. <laughs> yes, through. exactly. Like, yeah. I don't think it's... It's super enticing where we are at right now, but I think two or three years down the line, when these big games start to come in, you're like, hey, I can pick this up, have a whole library of games, and get some mm-hmm. of this new stuff. Like Black like Friday in two years, mm, you never know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it could. I think it could be something that gains a lot of steam in two or three years. Yeah, I can. I think. I mean, we'll see how it goes, but right now, I, I feel comfortable saying at some point this gen I'll own a next generation Xbox. I think that'll happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, looking forward to whenever that does happen. But, uh, yeah, right now all Xbox One fans have on the Halo front is Halo 5 uh, for a new game. So if the if, if Infinite gets moved to a Series X only, that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> that the only original Halo that launched on this gen was Halo 5 Guardians. What a great game. Just terrible. <laughs> all right, but, but we should move on. Uh, Avengers Beta, it's out. We talked about some of the Spider-Man stuff last week. Uh, but this week... Man, this is insanity. Avengers has exclusive skins depending on your phone carrier. And also, there's a partnership with uh, Five Gum. <laughs> Why? <Yeah. laughs> Five Gum, sure. Yeah, okay, so the gum one, yeah, I think that makes more sense. Because you can just go to the store, pick up a pack of gum, and then get whatever you get for the game. Yeah, because companies have been doing that with other food brands before. I mean, like, it's a yeah. meme now, but, like... Mountain Dew and Doritos have been doing things with Call of Duty for years. Yeah. So that's a little bit more expected. They leaked? Doritos leaked the most recent Call of Duty. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's their new press arm. It is. Is Doritos. Yeah. But who on earth is going to change their phone carrier to get a different color Hulk in Marvel's Avengers? What is the purpose of partnering with phone carriers? Uh. I literally cannot understand why this is a partnership do you guys have any insight on this to clear it up well uh, you not necessarily have to join a new phone carrier can't you just use your existing phone carrier to get you skin? so let's you say yes what's so you won't get the other i don't know okay some people like skins maybe, i don't know i don't agree with it maybe square enix convinced verizon or something that if if they have this partnership that more people will be pushed to go to Verizon because they can get skins in the new Avengers games and they fell. They just lied to Verizon. I don't know. Like, I don't, this, this would only be good for what? Square Enix to get the money from it. I don't see how Verizon or (laughs) 
who's the other one? Uh, Virgin. Virgin. <laughs> yeah, those two. Yeah, and it's like people have a lot. People often tie their identity to brands like mm. Sony fanboy, right. Nintendo fanboy, things like that. Sports teams, people are associated to things like that. I have never met anyone who is so passionate about their phone uh, brand. Virgin Mobile fanboy right here. <laughs> Usually you see people just be like, I hate all of them. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no one, terrible. No one likes their cell phone provider. Yeah. Yeah. AT and T, they suck. Verizon, yeah, they also Sucks. suck. Virgin, they they all suck. Yeah, but the, uh, the the negative press store for this game just kind of continues. The beta is apparently not very good, from what I've seen. I've seen people really, really disliking it, uh, and then the whole Spider Man debacle from last week. This game could have a rocky launch. I'm not gonna play it. Put my foot down. I'm not playing it. Zach's still on the fence. Kevin was never gonna play it. So no, I'm not, I'm leaning pretty far over the fence at this point. Towards no don't, or yes? Toward towards no. Yeah. What? Because you don't have Verizon? No, I do have Verizon. That's <laughs> the sad part. I should push you to get it. Don't play. <laughs> you don't want these like hideous skins? No. I saw the skins. They were not worth it. They're pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. This makes very little sense. But so we won't be playing this. But you know what Zach and I are gonna play, Kevin? What? Godfall. We're gonna play God Godfall. We're pretty, we're pretty leaning towards Godfall at this point. The gameplay yeah. looks gooch, my dude. I watched that video from the State of Play, and I think it looks real fun. Probably because it looks a lot like Monster Hunter, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> what did What did I say? It was like a Monster Hunter and God of War. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a yeah. weird combination. Uh, but it looks super good, and it's up to what three players? You so can play Kevin, the whole campaign. Kevin, so, you want in? If it's just the combat, I need to see more from it. I'm I'm yeah. not sold just entirely based on the combat. I need to see mm -hmm. what else is there because if that's it, then I don't think it'll hold my attention for that long. I'm not sold on the combat for a single player game, but for a multiplayer game like that, I mean, what do you like about Borderlands Three? Playing that with friends, mostly just playing that with friends, right? Also playing that with friends and the crazy different types of uh, types of loot that you can get, which yeah. really changes things up. Uh, again, it it looks like solid combat, and mm -hmm. I, I think you guys are just more inclined to it because you played so much Monster Hunter. And oh, yeah. watching that, yeah. as someone who's only played a fraction of the amount of time you guys have played, I'm like, yeah, this kind of feels like like Monster Hunter in terms of how they're describing all these different weapons. Yeah, so. I want to see I want to see a pie chart. Of all three of our hours in Monster Hunter, and the little sliver that's Kevin. Zach has like, like 150 hours. hours on me at this point, which is insane. Is that true? How many hours do you have? I want to say around 370. Yeah, I have. Or, okay, so yeah, you have. I have like 250. So you have like over 100 hours on me that you played oh without me. It's just insane. 35 hours, baby. Something like that. 35 Let's great go. hours. Good. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Uh, let's move on. This is another game Zach and I played together. We did not like this one at all, though. This is Control, and Control players can upgrade to the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions, but only if you get the Ultimate Edition, which is $40. And that's even if you bought the original game and all the DLC. And this just kind of continues the really muddy, I would say, messaging across the board of how these games are transferring from PS4 and Xbox One to the next generation. Uh, Kevin, what's your take on having to buy the $39.99 Ultimate Edition that bundles every part of the game uh, to get it for the next-gen consoles? It definitely 
feels gross if you've bought the base game and all of the DLC, especially especially if you were an early adopter and picked it up day one for 60 and then dropped what? I assume the season passes another 30 or 40 bucks or something like that. Probably yeah. my especially when it drops so, like 30 bucks within two days. Yeah. <laughs> but you pay for that and you pay for all the DLC and then they ask you to drop another 40 just to be able to get the upgrade version. That does feel a little bit gross, especially when you're... <sighs> You're buying the same thing, <laughs> and exactly. then you just have to you pay forty bucks, and then you have to wait and for whenever the upgrade version comes out. Yeah. Like, at that point, at that point, just wait for whenever the next version comes out, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, mm -hmm. screw this version. Who cares if you've already got the base game and the DLC? If you really want really to play care. it on the next gen, you just wait for you it to pick come up out. that version. But it's then you still have to pay the. Uh, pay whatever that comes out to 40 or 60 bucks however much they yeah. charge for that when that comes out yeah but yeah it it's just all over the place some companies being like hey you know free upgrade and then other companies where it's like yeah we don't know uh who knows if we're gonna do a free upgrade and then here where it's like oh you gotta buy this specific version even if you've already spent it all mm -hmm. spent on all of the dlc and the base game this is not as bad as the $100 purchase for the NBA 2K that you need to make to get it on both. No, specifically because uh, those games are valueless in like six months. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Or here's an alternative option. Just don't play Control. Just don't do it. It's, it's not that good. It's not a great game. It's not. It's not a fun time. Yeah. Quantum Break, though. That's a great, that's a great time. Amazing game. I don't get it. Why did Control I get all this either. praise? And Quantum Break, like, people don't like that much and, like, flew Because under the it was radar. part TV show. And it was only on Xbox One. I feel like that game could have had a whole different life and fan base if it was on PS4. Yeah, exactly. A whole other group of people that didn't like it. I mean, we played it on <laughs> PC, so. I didn't. I played it on an Xbox One. Oh, I played it on PC. Yeah, you did. You need the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> inferior <laughs> i'm playing the, i'm playing fable 4 on pc and no one can stop me i don't know see i i really liked sunset overdrive that i played for like an hour but i just have it on pc and i just can't do it i can't get into a game on my pc i don't know what it is i think it's uh, that separation between work and play it's like i just can't this is where i work oh, i can't i work on a pc too. yeah there Anyways. are very specific PC games where they are built from the ground up for PC, and I can see myself playing those for way more time. Stardew? But if there's a game that Star Stardew, Stardew like City Skylines or The Sims mm -hmm. or those types of games yeah. where they work best on PC, I can dump a bunch of hours into that. But for whatever reason, when there's a game that I could pick up on console, even if it looks better on PC, I just vastly prefer to pick it up <laughs> on console. Yeah, for sure. Like. Just plop down in front of my TV and play. It's way easier. It's where all your games are. Yeah. It's true. Uh, so Night, Night City Wire for Cyberpunk 2077 showcased some gun types and the different life paths. And I believe they also announced another Night City Wire. Uh, this game yeah. is three months away. I know you guys are excited for it. Kevin, did you see anything in this gameplay that you're excited about? Just showing more about the the life paths and showing how much more they impact the rest of the game that you play mm -hmm. uh, and how, you know, based on what life path you choose, that gives you certain knowledge that can make you go through dialogue options in a different way and knowing what someone is talking about or just having no idea what they're talking about and completely shifting how you play the game. I find that really interesting because 
I felt like when they first announced it, that something I didn't really notice was just like, oh, this is just how you are introduced to the world. Do you want to do this, this, and this? And then you get popped in and do the same stuff. So I was excited to see that it really does affect how the rest of the game shakes out with all these different dialogue, dialogue options, because it's already very dialogue and story heavy. And to have that on top of it will just make it even more so that people who are playing the game based on their different paths will probably have a very different way of going about playing the game. Yeah, Zach, did you catch any of this or anything that Kevin just said that gets you excited? Well, so I'm pretty much 100% going to play this game. So I've officially, I'm officially going blind. Um, I'm done oh, looking nice. at stuff. Uh, I think I know as much as I want to know. I did the same thing for The Last of Us Part II. I'm, I'm at the point where I don't really think I need to know anymore. Um, I'd like to go in not knowing a, a decent amount of stuff. It is a pretty big game, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff, but I'm... I'm a little worried that I'm going to see some stuff that I'm like, oh, that would have been cool to discover at the moment. But yeah, so I think I'm going to hold off on these Night City wires and looking at the new cyberpunk information. But, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's all over the place, so I might have some trouble avoiding it. Um, I, I just which, hope which, this... Oh, go ahead. Which life path do you want to go with? Have you decided yet? I was leaning towards the business one. I don't That's know also why. how I was leaning towards. It looked really cool. Yeah. Like yeah, I I feel like it'll be that that just felt like the most different to me. Exactly, like the, the other two seems very similar. I'm sure that there's different aspects to it because like the street level of of Night City, I'm sure will be different than the Badlands, but they mm -hmm. do feel like a similar tone. Exactly. Than, uh, the than the corporate or whatever that yeah, is. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if my my opinion will change, but as of now, I think that's the one I'm leaning towards. Absolutely. I just hope that this game can live up even close to the hype that's been set for it. I, I feel like this game has been hyped more than any game ever that I can really think of. I oh, yeah. I can't think of a game that's been hyped more than this. Years. Red Dead 2 was incredibly hyped. Breath yeah. of the Wild was incredibly hyped. GTA 5 was incredibly hyped but i feel like just the anticipation people have for cyberpunk and then especially after keanu reeves was announced for it that just sent it through the roof i cannot remember a time where people were more excited or had higher expectations for a game in my life than cyberpunk 2077 so the i think the delays have probably also helped with that of just building people more and more as we're seeing like more and more yeah. information that'll just draw more people in yeah I wonder if uh, if some people will be disappointed just because it's not the game that they thought it was going to be, because mm -hmm. a lot of it can make it look like it's just a a big GTA romp. But they also try and 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 tell you that this is this is very much like an RPG, and that's what you should go in expecting. Yeah. I wonder how many people are going to go in expecting that sort of just GTA craziness, just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And you may not get that and you're disappointed, but you kind of got swept up in the hype of Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But hey, hopefully it lives up. Hopefully it lives up to everything people have set for it. But a couple of games that we all care about got some updates this week. Last of Us 2 got a grounded and permadeath mode. Zach, it's time. Permadeath, baby. Permadeath grounded. All right. The, the sad thing is that I probably wouldn't do it, but since they added trophies, I now feel inclined to do it because I, I need those trophies. Um, trophies it is. For a, both? I wasn't actually paying attention to it because there I are it. trophies for both. There's a permadeath, for permadeath? trophy and and a grounded okay. trophy. 
but you can do permadeath on easy. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll do permadeath on easy. No worries. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure with permadeath, so they also added a ton of other stuff in this update. Remember Uncharted 4 has all those crazy filters, like 8-bit mode, yeah. black and white mode, mm -hmm. all this stuff. They added, they added a those. bunch of that in The Last of Us Part Two, and one of the things they added is like one-hit kill mode, where basically if you melee anybody as Ellie, they die instantly. You just poke them with the knife that Ellie carries around and they're dead. So I think that if you turn it down to the very easiest and turn that on and then turn on permadeath, you just got to make sure you don't jump off something stupid and fall to your death. Which yeah, I... It, yeah, you can't... It, that would suck. In yeah. the 20-hour game, the odds of that happening are very high. Yeah, the, uh, I saw on Twitter this one, this one streamer was attempting a run on permadeath and he was doing one of the rope climbing parts where you have to swing and and leap and oh. and he paused oh, no. and then oh, he no. unpaused and as he unpaused he accidentally hit the wrong button ellie lets go of the rope and it's oh. over and the file's just done and it's like it's i know i would do that i know that absolutely would happen to me. the pressure yeah. is too immense oh yeah but sure. grounded mode however that's where the real challenge is yeah i had trouble on normal <laughs> yeah so when are you gonna jump into grounded uh, man, I don't know. I was a bit soured after I tried to <laughs> do all the collectibles. Okay. So, How far did you get on that? Uh, like yeah, I just got out of the the open Seattle area. Um, okay. Just okay. got out of that. And I had missed a card, so I was like, well, this is stupid, <laughs> so I should <laughs> play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think I'm ever going to platinum the game, but I think that getting the grounded trophy will be just as satisfying. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to just wipe my uh, collectathon playthrough and start fresh from grounded, maybe sometime soon. Good luck. That sounds painful. So, yeah. There is a one boss fight that I am not looking forward <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. That is going to totally suck. That's going to take forever. Yeah. That boss exactly. Ever to go down. And so it's just like, God, I can't imagine how much of a bullet sponge that thing is. If, the there's, if there's one thing I've learned playing Grounded on Last of Us and Crushing on Uncharted 4 is that there's going to be at least one area that's going to take at least a week to get through. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have such fond memories of watching you do the ship <laughs> section in Uncharted 4. It made me laugh so hard. Uh, Just seeing uh, you do the exact same jump like 8 million times. Isn't it where, he's, where he says, got to get down to the beach? And then you it, have to yeah. leap over it's the It's the same spot we were stuck on briefly, Logan. When on, we hard. on hard. That, that yeah. section blows. Yeah. So it, when you play on these hardest, on the hardest difficulties, it's easy to find out what the partest, hardest part of the game is because it's the part that you get stuck on for the longest. Because if you play on normal, you kind of just, everything's under your skill level. But once you get on hard, you find out where the exact <laughs> point in the game is the hardest part. <laughs> It is weird sensation, and it's usually not even at the end of the game. It's usually Just somewhere like three-fourths three yeah. of the way to the end. I also have fond memories of watching Zach try to beat the um, the armored truck part in Uncharted Lost Legacy on Crushing. Did I beat Lost Legacy on Crushing? You did. I did. Yeah. Oh, my God, I did. Yeah, that part. That was the part. Yeah. The armored <laughs> truck part. That, was the, that took me, I think, three or four days to do. <laughs> yeah. So, cool update for Last of Us Part 2. Glad to see uh, it get that same treatment that the first one got. So, pretty cool. Fall Guys, which has been my life for the last week, got an update. This fixed some matchmaking issues. It added a new game called Jump Showdown, which is a finale game that can be played by 20 players or less to get the crown. Uh, it's very similar to Jump Club, which is the circular one that has the rotating beams. You have to drop a, 
or jump over and make sure you duck under. Uh, except the platforms fall and there's another beam. So it's harder. And it also added less of a chance to get Royal Fumble in the finale, which is my least Woo! favorite Always one. good. What about soccer? Yep. <laughs> oh my God. No, you still get soccer, soccer every time. You still get soccer a <laughs> lot. But lower Royal Fumble odds is great. Um, but cool update, and I think when we had our big Fall Guys discussion last week, we talked about how the number one thing is they need to add games throughout a season, not just for every new season, and they already have done that just a, a couple weeks yep. in the launch. So I'm excited about that, still playing a lot of Fall Guys. Uh, you guys have any extra thoughts on this update? I know that the one they added was a fan favorite from the beta. Do you guys know if there was any more games from the beta that haven't made it into the I final version? I don't. Okay, yeah. I didn't pay attention to the beta at all. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't play the beta at all. So yeah, it's a, it'll be a nice surprise if they add anything else. Yeah. That's I don't it know for... if anything else is coming out this season, though. That's it for the news, Kev. I know that Logan has just been playing Fall Guys. So before we get into any other extraneous stuff that we've been playing over the past week, me and Zach... Why don't we talk a little bit more about Fall Guys? Because I know that's, that's all Logan's been Dude, up to. Dude, I love this game so freaking much. It is one of my favorite games of the year. It is living up to everything I'd hoped it would be. Zach and I play almost every single night when I get home from work. I call him and we play Fall Guys. We were up so late at one point, Kevin was able to join in after he got back from work. So it has consumed my life. I have never cared about trophies. I'm going for the plat. I'm going hardcore for the Platinum Trophy. Uh, I have most of the hardest ones I have. Get 20 wins. I got that earlier this week. Uh, You're close I, to 30 wins right now, right? Yeah, I have 26 Perfect wins right 26, now. 26, yeah. Yeah. I have equip a legendary cosmetic item on like your top, your bottom, your color, and your pattern. Um, so I have most of the hardest ones, but the most difficult one is going to be win five in a row. Oh, my God. I've won two in a row. I have won four out of five. I won two, lost one, and then won two more. I'm like, no, that could have been <laughs> it. That could have been it if I hadn't choked uh. on soccer in that middle game. Ah. Uh, but I am so determined to get the plat. I love this game. When the three of us were playing the other night, we ran into some weird issues where we were getting the <laughs> exact same sequence of games. It was gate crash, perfect match, a team game, soccer, and then the finale. It was a lot of egg scramble. A lot of eggs too. It was scramble, and then at the front, it would swap between the the door crash and the door dash. The two door, door dash ones. and gate crash. Which uh, the name which, should be swapped. By yeah, the way. They should be swapped. Yeah, but when those are the only two ones you're getting, and you're not getting any of the of the other races, they feel identical. Yeah, because <laughs> they are very similar. Yeah, oh, yeah. but man, not the. How hysterical it got. Every single time we got to the point where soccer could be played, soccer was played. That night, yeah, in like an hour, Zach, because Zach survived the longest out of all of us to get to soccer the most amount of times. You played it like nine or ten times. <laughs> it was horrible. And it's like the longest game, too, because oh it's got God. a timer on there. And you can have overtime. It was like a collective almost 30 minutes of just soccer. Yeah. Something was messed it was up insane. with the balancing but that was the night they had just booted their servers back up on their super crazy weekend so i feel like it was something wrong then because we played so much past that kevin we the three of us played together again and we did not get nearly those bad. as many repeats so i think that no. was kind of an isolated issue but when we were playing it we're like oh no is this what it's like but then like two nights later zach and i played for just over an hour 
and we got 20 out of the 24 possible games. It was awesome variety. So I haven't had that mm. problem since, but that was a weird night. It was pretty funny <laughs> when, yeah. when you just get to that point and just like, oh, seven on eight soccer because right, it go. will give you soccer and have mismatched teams, yeah, which yeah. blows my, my mind. That is my biggest issue is that the majority of the time the teams are not even. So the team who's one player down is at a severe disadvantage. And that yeah. just feels so bad like, when it, you're on that it team. It baffles me that they don't have other game options for when it's a mismatched team exactly. set up. Like hidden like path. N- or what's yeah. it called? I don't remember. I, that sounds about right. F- footsteps? Uh, Whatever. We mo- play that one right. a lot too. <laughs> yeah, I like that one though. But yeah, super um, fun. Uh, and... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at it, which which makes it more fun. I like getting to the yeah, end. I think you have 19 more wins than I do at this point. I still haven't gotten a win, but I haven't played it in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Playing some other stuff. Yeah, but I love it a lot. And I'm almost to level 40. Slight correction from last week. Boy, do the levels get way harder to get. Yeah. You have to get so many points. Really, when you hit 30, it goes up like crazy, which makes sense. I mean, the season's two months long. It's already it's only been out for two weeks, and I'm almost to level 40. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that they are up in it that way. But yeah, uh, it's it's great. Going to keep playing. Probably try and, and get you guys to play some after this show, maybe. <laughs> sure. We'll see. Oh, yeah. See. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been it for me. But I do quickly want to spotlight this app I got on my phone. It's called GG. Have you guys heard of this? Good game. Is it just the GG button? Where you press it and it says GG? No, it is not. (laughs) That's sweet. Does that exist? Yeah, well, I don't know about a phone app, but there's a physical button that you can buy where you just press it and it says GG. I want that. (laughs) If you guys know me, you know I love video games, obviously. And what's the other thing I love? Rankings. I rank literally everything. And this app has like a database of every game ever. It has almost every game released and upcoming. And you can just sort, you can just make this account and sort them into lists. So I've been wor- I've been reworking on my top 10 games of all time list. And you can see here, it just has all like the images of the game. So it's got Smash oh, Bros, Ocarina of Time, Uncharted, God. 1, 2, 3. And then the second row is Dragon Quest, Monster Hunter, Last of Us Part 2. Whoa, big reveal there. It's probably in my top oh, 10 of all time. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a spoiler. But it's so cool. And you can like write little reviews for the game. You can leave rankings or ratings. So Dragon Quest Eleven has 4.44 stars out of 5 from every user that's ever rated it on this app. What does Secret of Mana Remake have? Oh, let's find out. <laughs> um, so I have that list. And then I also have Logan's Top Games of 2020, which here's a little check-in on that. I have ranked the eight new games I have played part of this year. I'm sure I forgot some. I did this real quick last night. Number eight, my least favorite new game I played this year is Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Let's go. <laughs> I, I need to get back into that. Not because it's bad, but the, these next seven are all really good. Number seven, Murder by Numbers. Number six, sure. Rescue Team DX Mystery Dungeon. Number five is uh, Paper Mario, The Origami King. Number four is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number three is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Number two is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. And number one is The Last of Us Part Two. So I have that handy ongoing list that I can make. I haven't done it yet, but this is how I'm going to keep track of the games I beat this year. Just have a running list there, and every time we beat one, just add it. It's just, it's just really clean and nice, and I like seeing all the like icons of the, the covers. game. covers, yeah. yeah. It's super cool. You guys should just download it. You can create a free account. And you can just keep track of games that way. We could like follow each other's lists. So if 
I can just like, oh, what has Zach beat this year? And I can just pull up his list by going to his account and scroll through what he's like, beat. Oh, he's beaten nothing. <laughs> oh, he's just been playing Fall Guys? Weird. <laughs> but I also have a list of like games I want to play. Number one on there is Sports Story, rip. Number two is Rolled Out, rip. Uh, so, <laughs> Man, you're two, so it two on that. It even has access to like indie games and stuff like that, yeah. small-time titles. It's got, name really? a game. Name a super obscure game. Someone name one. Uh, Dog's Life on PS2. What is that? It's a game where you play as a dog. Okay. And you, like, follow scent and you get, like, kidnapped. Dog's by, life? Like, uh... Dog's story? Dog's life or dog's story? Dog's life. I'm D-O-G sp- apostrophe S space L-I-F-E. It's there. It's that it's it. That's there. The dog's oh, life on PS2 is there. It has everything. Let's see what dog's life rating is. 3.14 out of 5. What's, what's secret? All right. Yeah, that's about right. Let's find out. A secret of mana. But yeah, this thing is just super cool. I'm weird and I'm obsessed with lists and things like that. And this this gives that to me. Yeah, this seems like the perfect app for you. Secret of mana, the memorable adventure, 2.6 out of 5. <laughs> I was close. Generous. Like 2.5. Yeah. <laughs> that deserves yeah. that. I'd yeah. give it a 2. And so uh, in doing this, last, last thing I'll say here before you guys talk about what you've been playing. So I wanted to go back... I was trying to make a, my top 10 games of all time, and uh, that's a work in progress right now. So I went back and listened to episode 50 of Ode to Games, where we did that. And my top 10 has changed a lot, actually, since then. I had Uncharted 4 at number 9. It's it's mm-hmm. higher than that. That's in the top 5 sure. for sure at this point. Uh, and then I know at some point, Zach and I went back and redid our lists and read them really quick on the show. No yeah. clue what episode that was that we randomly did that. And I wasn't there, I guess. But I think you just didn't do it. I don't remember. I think you were there, and we were just like, oh, Kevin, we I did this there, the other I just day. didn't do it? Yeah. It uh, wasn't a segment. We just read them. Uh, uh, oh, okay. But something interesting <laughs> is that Zach put Kingdom Hearts 3 oh my God. as his sixth favorite game of all time. He said, no, I don't remember that. quote, okay. like Smash Ultimate, it's the culmination of the franchise. Yeah. Okay, yeah, And yeah. if there's no, a Kingdom no. Hearts okay. game to go on my list, it's Kingdom Hearts so, 3. Okay. Yeah, so my old list had Kingdom Hearts 2 on it, and that was before I played a lot of the games that actually made my list. And so since Kingdom Hearts 2 was on my list, and I had just played Kingdom Hearts 3, and I was, I liked it. I really did at the time before I reflected on it. And so what I did was I, I replaced Kingdom Hearts 2 with Kingdom Hearts 3, because that's how this works, once one series or one game per franchise. Yeah. So I put put that on there, you know, I was really feeling Kingdom Hearts at the time. I was like, okay, you know, it's it's good enough. I wanted the game to be good. I really did, and I believed it enough to where I put it on my list above Kingdom Hearts 2. No, I don't think it's better than Kingdom Hearts 2, and no, I don't think Kingdom Hearts deserves to be in my top 10 in general. <laughs> that so, is currently where I stand, and I don't think I that's going to change. The other wrinkle there is that this was recorded really soon after that game came out. Like two weeks. Yes. Because, yeah. yeah. Because this was that, in early February of That absolutely uh, makes year. sense, yeah. My... Uh, my Love of that game has declined rapidly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll go through mine. I've pulled out my list. I had some honorable mentions. I had Dragon Quest XI, Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. Kiwami mm-hmm. 2, and I, I read your list too, Kevin. That's the only one uh, I can well, find in written form. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Because I need to remind myself. Uh-huh. Saints Row 2 at 10, Soul Silver 9, Uncharted 4 at 8, Viva Pinata at 7, 
Odyssey at six, Mario Odyssey, not Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, <laughs> Burnout weird. at five, Persona 5 at four, and there'll be Power Pros 2008 at three, Stardew Valley at two, and Yakuza 0 at one. I like that list. I probably moved Power Pros around in there. It'd still be in my top 10 because of how much I played it. Did you say Persona 5? Yes. Uh, okay, Persona 5 is at four. Oh, okay. Honestly, though, I don't know how much I'd change that. Mine is a I lot have... different. Can I? Mine can had Yakuza Zero, for, Kevin. For we had the same one game. Yes. So, so good. Here was mine. Uh, Kid Icarus Uprising was at ten. Last of Us was at nine. Uncharted Four was at eight. Celeste was at seven. Uh, Gyakuten Kenji Two, the Japanese only Ace Attorney, was at six. Sonic <laughs> Generations was at five. Dragon Quest Eleven was at four. Ocarina of Time was at three. Earthbound was at two. And Smash Ultimate was at one. That list is very different today. Monster Hunter World's not on that list. It's definitely there now. Super Monkey Ball 2 is probably on that list. Yep. Uh, but otherwise, it's a lot of similar things. Fall Guys? No. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Not okay. yet. Once you platinum it. One, yeah, once I get that, that plat, that'd be nice. But At some anyways, point, we'll do a uh, corrections episode. Oh, yeah. Also, I was thinking, uh, I really, really, I think probably in early 2021 we should do a redo of the top 10 PS4 games of all time since its life will pretty Once much be over. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Because looking okay. at my top 10 right now, I have in consideration Uncharted 4, Dragon Quest 11, Monster Hunter World, Last of Us Part 2, A Way Out. There are so many games on PS4 that are in contention for my favorites of all time. So I think we should revisit that. Got to give me some time to catch up on all those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of us should probably play Ghost of Tsushima also. <laughs> God, why do i feel like it's gonna be me because <laughs> yeah, we'll you're the most easily persuaded it's i true. am i kind of want to play it <laughs> god zach yeah. uh getting back on track anything else you've been playing besides fall guys yeah one thing i i borrowed a game from a friend of mine this is a random game that came pretty much out of nowhere and i know it's one of kevin's favorites but um i, I played an hour of near automata okay you so on on the sheet that we have for the show, I think you only put near. So I'm like, did you go back and play the no, first? No, <laughs> I did not. I was just too lazy to write the word automata. Okay, all right. I'm glad you're playing automata. I love that. So game. I know it's a really long game, and I know you have to beat it like five or six times to get the full story, which is a bit of a bit of a I will, process. I will say that subsequent playthroughs get shorter and shorter. Okay. So, yeah. The first. Um, one. So that's good. Um, the game really throws you into it. It just starts you off very combat-heavy in the first level. Um, the first level takes about an hour. You get a lot of the... Not a lot of tutorial, actually. Just really simple button instructions, and it's like, okay, kill all these robots. And um, it plays... I like the way it plays, because you can just fire constantly and mash the dodge button, which I like to do. <laughs> when there's some big dude that you don't want to get in exactly. close to, you're just like, the first I'm boss just fight, pick you off just from a little constantly dodge. Yep. And then she has strong attack, and then weak attack, but quick attack. Um, and then that's, that's really good. And then the aesthetic and the music, just top quality. Uh, this is a game I've been meaning to play for a long time, so I'm excited to finally get into it. Don't know if I'm going to finish. I haven't had a bad streak of starting you for 30 to 50-hour game. games. Yeah, exactly. I, I highly recommend you play it. I, I really want to get through it, and um, I'm liking it a lot so far. So let's let's hopefully that, that train keeps moving, but we'll see. Yeah, I adore that game. Your Automata is great. Oh, yeah. Good time with that. That, that been it? Yeah, just that and Fall Guys. All right. Yeah, besides I Fall think. Guys for me, I've beaten a couple of games. I beat Borderlands 3, like, 
like 20 <laughs> minutes before we got on <laughs> to record this. Nice. I beat it. Uh, game was a good time. We still have all the DLC to do. We have the three DLC packs, and there's a fourth DLC pack that is apparently coming in September. So there's still a lot of content left to play through on that, and we have some extra uh, missions and challenges to do. Again, I don't pay attention to the story all too much. So when that was coming to its head, I had only picked up <laughs> little bits and pieces of what was going on. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but I like that game a lot. Um, we're getting to the point now where you just get like the crazy weapons where you can just rinse people instantly. Yeah. And you're just getting all the, and they have, I think it's like a, a year anniversary thing, but they had these like crazy uh, loot drops that they're doing now. So like in the last area that we were doing before the final boss, we were just getting legendaries all over the place. So I basically just completely changed my loadout <laughs> in the last like 20 minutes. So I'm excited to uh, to be getting some of the crazier guns uh, from the from the loot drops they have and then moving that into the DLC because I've heard good things about the DLC. Cool. Uh, I also beat Bug Fables. That took me a while. Let's go. Uh, I played the entire game on hard mode and it gets difficult because the final boss pulls the thing where it's like, hey, I've got multiple forms. Screw you. (laughs) Where it's like, luckily, after the first form, they heal you back up. So thank God for that. But then in his other form, he can heal himself back to full health once you get him down to like barely any health he does that twice so you've basically got to kill him three times oh, alongside that initial one so i just went in there i crafted all of the best healing items in the game i went in there with like five or six of each of them and then it was just a war of attrition until i won i used all nice. of them um but i finally beat it that game that game is is really good i i love it all of i I talked about the combat before, but I think that is probably the best addition that it's made to the Paper Mario formula is the extra little wrinkles that it throws into combat where depending on where you move your character on the battlefield, they'll do more or less damage and they'll be they'll be hit more often. So it's like, who do I want in the front? Who do I want in the back? And you can give different characters more turns, but they'll lose power on each successive turn. Each of the little combat additions that they've made really fleshes out the style of Paper Mario combat and makes it way more engaging. And the medals, the medals really make you think a lot about how you want to to equip them, because a lot of them are like, hey, you get this buff, but it also takes something away like your your party members will do more damage, but this party member will get hit for more damage. So just the extra things that they added to combat is really good. It blew me away with some of the things that they were able to do with with such a a small indie studio and just how the game kept on growing on itself and having this like open explorable area on a ship near the end, which which was really surprising to me. They just added in a whole nother area with explorable side content to do near the end, which was super cool. I it's great. Um, I'd probably put it above the original Paper Mario and just below Thousand Year Door as if I would put those together into a list, I think it'd be just under the Thousand Year Door as uh, as my favorite. Just because Thousand Year Door has so many really cool characters and different worlds. But I think just in terms of pure gameplay, Bug Fables has it beat by a mile. Um, it's so good. I love it. And then just nice. all the extra side content, side quests. The 
the character specific side quests are really well done. They're some of the best side quests that I've that I've played. And I'm honestly still surprised that they weren't woven into the main story because I think they're that important to the characters. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. Logan, highly recommend you play it. It's on uh, the list on my app. It's there. Hey. Zach, you should play it, too. But I, I have no faith that you play it. But <laughs> Well, that's but I'm so persuaded. <laughs> yeah, you are. You play are. Ghost of Tsushima first. Uh, Someone's got to do it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, if if you're on the fence about this game and you like any of the of the Paper Mario games, if you like Sticker Star, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing, but if you like the Paper Mario games, pick this game up. It is it is incredible. I love it. And then when I beat that, I've been saying that once Bug Fables was off the table, I needed to beat that. I would get to Origami King, and I did. And uh, I'm playing it now. I finished the first streamer, and I'm on to the second area. And I'm very, very torn on it. I I like the combat more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. It's not as annoying. Although I will say that it has not found a good balance between puzzles that are so easy it's brain dead and, and puzzles that I'm like, what am I out? doing? Okay, okay. I feel <laughs> like I'm stupid because some are so easy. And some I'm like, is this even possible with two moves? Right. Okay, yeah. I'm glad that someone else feels yeah. that way. Because the majority of the time, it, it is that. It's either like, here's two enemies here. Here's two enemies here. Move them together. You're done. And then sometimes where it's like, yeah, you got two over here. You got one here, but you need to move them up, put them sideways. But then if you move that, it'll move that. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then the few times where it has been hard, but I've been able to figure it out, those have been really nice. Oh, yeah. I really like those mm-hmm. moments where I'm like, oh, my God, I figured that out. But there's not been a very good balance of that. It's usually either brain dead stupid or like I think I'm stupid and I just can't <laughs> figure it out. Um, the game starts off really slow. I will say that it it's uh, because the combat, the early combat encounters are just so easy because it's all of that. So you kind of have to trudge through that opening area where one, the world isn't super unique. It's just a forest area and the combat is also not very interesting yet. Once you get past that, the combat opens up. It gets more interesting. It gives you more items, and and it gets way way better after that. But I don't know. Something about it to me just feels really shallow, just in general. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like maybe because I wanted to play Bug Fables and Origami King back to back to see how I felt felt about the two formulas compared side to side. And while I'm playing through Origami King, I'm having fun. But then I finish it, I finish my session, and I'm just like, did I really do anything? I just collected a bunch of toads and uh, hit a number of boxes and got these collectible treasures that I'm never going to look at. And it just showers you with that. There are so many toads, so many of these collectible things. I guess you could avoid them if you want to, but they're there, so I just feel inclined to do it. I don't know. Something about the experience just feels a little bit empty because I'm going to the same places and collecting the same things. What do you mean you're going to the same places? I guess I'm going to the I'm going to different places, but I feel like I'm doing very similar things. Mm-hmm. At least the first couple of areas from the the main opening area, the area after Toad Town, that entire area, I would go to a new area and it felt like the exact same thing. Like I was collecting the same things. I was in the same area. I was doing the exact same things. I think I think it's about to get more varied. Um given if i if i know where you are i think it's about to get a lot more varied uh i agree that it starts off a little slow but i do think the worlds are pretty fun to explore and i think that midway through the quest for the second streamer 
is where it starts to change up a little bit and then it just keeps kind of evolving over time. So I think you're about to really hit the stride of the game if you keep Is it at the at the Samurai Studios? Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. I think I that's, like it. I think that's where the game kicks off into into Here's higher the other gear. Thing, though. I I think I I really like it. The aesthetic is is really pretty. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the older Paper Mario's where it wasn't tied to to anything. I don't know. I I like the glitz pit or the mm-hmm. weird forest or the trains, mm-hmm. the train, that's somehow more interesting to me than mm-hmm. than the studios, even though I think it's absolutely gorgeous and they nailed the aesthetic with its real life counterpart. Something about those more whimsical worlds, I don't know if, it, if it's better to me or not. I don't know. They just stick into my mind more. Yeah, and then part of that could be nostalgia. And I also kind of agree with you that like the glitz pit and the train are like incredible. And I don't think the origami king has hit those highs of that yet. Um, but I don't know. It might also just cause be the writing style is just way different. Like this one's all about like the one liners from the toads that you hit and stuff like that. And it's funny, but the, I don't know. It, it, maybe it doesn't have as much heart as the first two did or something mm-hmm. like that. But I get what you feel in that sense. Um, but I think I think the game's pretty gorgeous from a graphical standpoint. Like all the places you go, I think look incredible. Oh, and so far I'm not I'm not a big fan of uh, of the bomb bo- Bobby. He, <laughs> he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't. Not not only does he, I'm fine if he doesn't do anything in combat. Whatever, he'll show up and just do random stuff. Whatever. But in the in the story segments where something's gonna happen, he just stays outside. <laughs> He doesn't go in with you. It's like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here if you're not going in? Yeah. Like, that confused me. Like, why, why is he here <laughs> if he's not going to be there for any of the important story beats? That that caught me off guard. That was very weird. Just mm-hmm. like, why not just bring him in here? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm very torn on it. I, I know that the majority of what I've played was the slow start, and I know that the worlds from where I'm at now get more interesting. So I'm excited for all of those things, but... I don't know, man. I'm, we'll see. I'm, mm-hmm. I want to play. I, I plan to play through it to completion. Well, not 100% completion, but finish the story before I have final thoughts. But I, at this point, I think it'd be below Paper Mario on the N64 for me. But it's Either inarguably stick- thousands of times better than Sticker Star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the combat and having and not having all of the items be consumable. Thank mm-hmm. God. Thank and the God. writing, Sticker Star is so bland. Like, oh, yeah. 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 That game is just bland in general. This mm-hmm. game is is leagues better than that, but yeah. it's still got its share of issues. Yeah. I, I got to get back to it. I've just been so distracted by Fall Guys. <laughs> you too. Yeah. Where are you at? Are you on the fourth streamer? I am on. I am probably a little over halfway done with the quest for the fourth streamer. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So getting close to the end. Yeah. All right. We've, uh, We've been off the Ode 2 for a while, so why don't we why don't we get back in? I feel like it's been a while since we've done it one has. of these. We've had, we've had so much news over the last couple of weeks, yeah. uh, but we need, to, uh, need to, to get one in there. So this week, in honor of, of Halo Infinite being delayed, it's not... In honor. <laughs> rip, rip, rip Halo Infinite. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, games that switch developers. Halo, of course, is, uh, was originally created by Bungie, but now has been taken over by 343 and... They've taken it down a path, let's say that. Why don't we start out with Halo? Because that is mm-hmm. one of the most high-profile games that has switched developers after Halo Reach when Bungie left to do Destiny. 
Uh, Logan, you probably have the most to say because you have the most experience uh, with 343's iterations with Halo 4 and Halo 5. What are your thoughts on the series, both pre and post Bungie? Yeah. Yeah. It hurts, man. It hurts. Uh, so <laughs> I started the series with Halo Reach, Bungie's grand finale. I freaking love Halo Reach. It's on the short list of my favorite games of all time. And Halo 4, I like. I remember seeing that E3 trailer where Chief was activated, right? And like his heart starts beating. You see like the energy coursing through his body. And then he comes out of the chamber uh, and he's re reawoken after he freezes himself at the end of Halo 3. When, what is it, the Forward Unto Dawn? Pillar of Autumn? Don't remember which. One of them is the Forward Unto Dawn, one of them is the Pillar of Autumn. Since Halo uh, for me. Is, is split in half and drifting off into space. And Halo 4, I, I love. I'll say I love Halo 4. I think it's really cool. A lot of people don't like the Forerunner enemies. I like all the new weapon, futuristic, even more futuristic than Halo, which is weird. Weapon types that you get. Um, actually, the PS5 would probably fit in with a lot of what the Forerunner weapons looked like. They were like primarily white with black accents. Um, but those were cool. I thought they were fun. And the game was beautiful. I didn't think games would ever look better than Halo 4 when Halo 4 came out. It felt more cinematic than the campaigns of the previous Halo games. It was just really, really cool. And the multiplayer, a lot of people didn't like it. Maybe I was just less picky back then, but I loved the Halo 4 multiplayer. I had a ton of fun uh, playing that. There was this one map, I don't remember what it's called, but it's super narrow and like a mile long, and there's a base on each end, and I played Capture the Flag on that so many times because you just have to like try and get in a warthog or something like that and just haul the flag all the way back to your end. It was so fun. So I loved that game. It's My three favorite Halo games are Reach, 1, and 4. So that one was fine. I'm like, this is a fine new direction for this series. And then 5 came along. Not only did it undo everything the story of 4 set up, it was also not fun to play at all, designed for co-op but removed split screen, made you play as someone besides Chi for over 60% of the campaign. <laughs> Terrible, never finished it, hate Halo 5 with a passion, one of my least favorite games of all time. So I would say overall... My experience with 343 is mixed. I also know I like Halo 4 more than most. Some people aren't fans of that game, but I think it's solid. I want to revisit it and see if I, I still think it holds up. But, man, I love that game. I love Halo 4. But 5 just ruined it all. So, Infinite, trying to get me back. Disappointed about the delay. I hope that 343, this massive studio created just to make Halo, can deliver <laughs> on what people want. But, yeah, that's been my experience ever since that swapped over. Do I do miss Bungie because Reach uh, and the original trilogy is something real special. But 4 was fine. It was great. And then 5, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with that game. It was just crazy. Yeah, I never played 5, never had an Xbox One. I knew people didn't like it, so I'm like, okay, we're just going to avoid that. But I did play about an hour of Halo 4. It has been so long since I played that that I could not tell you what it was that made me put it down. But there, there was something about it that just felt different from the other games. And I guess at the time, it was it was a change that I was not for, and it just did not hook me. Mm -hmm. I would like... It's been so long since I played anything Halo, to be honest. I'd be very interested in going back at some point, like I did with the Yakuza games, playing through all of them in succession, something with Halo, and see where I stand on all of those games from 1, 2, 3 
reach. I don't know where, <laughs> if I play ODST. I'll figure that out. But put put four in there and play through it. Com- you know, play through the entire campaign for the first time and see what I think. But at the time, there was some change in there that I just was not a fan of, and I just put it down. You know, if we could ever find the time, that'd be a great series for the three of us to plow through the campaign. Yeah, I was just thinking that because I would I would love to go back because I've only ever played the Bungies because I I played the first two and I I don't have any experience with three four three Halo. Um, and I remember Halo Five, baby. Yeah, I remember only good things from the first two, and now with Halo Infinite coming out and that looking so traditional and having a heavy multiplayer focus, you know, I'm interested Mm -hmm. in that. So I'd love to go through the series at some point yeah Just that'd be a good one we should do it we should do it we should play the campaigns if we ever have time mm-hmm. have time and i'm back in an area where i have access to an xbox yeah <laughs> yeah because i do not right now yeah so let's talk about some other games that switch developers this one logan uncharted you play oh. played the spinoff on the beta golden abyss yeah the it's, only one of us <laughs> it's fine it's nothing special i don't remember the plot at all because it's kind of forgettable solia breaks his leg in the middle of it and nate has to like carry him around that's the uh, most memorable part it is it's for sure it's the most memorable related part when he falls uh yeah and it's the only time in the uncharted series that someone falls and is actually hurt from it is when Sully falls and breaks his leg <laughs> Um, what uh what studio is it first of all it's bend it's bend it's bend, bend yeah. yeah creators of uh a days gone yes and exactly. 3d so yeah oh, it was, wow. it's fine it, it's totally fine i spent 70 dollars on the experience for the vita and the and the game and i'm like you know as a uncharted super fan i'm glad i played that i will never return to it um the buttons on my used vita are also really grimy and sticky so that made it difficult <laughs> to, to play <laughs> It also shoehorns in all the stupid Vita stuff, like oh, tilt to balance, wipe the yeah. screen to reveal the clue, <laughs> oh, and those man, were the worst like parts. Next gen game, oh yeah, exactly. But it's did fine. Play, uh, did you play Uncharted: Fight for Fortune? I did not. That's the card Digital game, right? Collectible card game, also developed by Ben Studio. No, let's go. I did not. In between Golden Abyss and Fight for Fortune, Ben Studio did not make anything until Days Gone. <laughs> oh my God! Twenty twelve to twenty nineteen. Just oh my Days God. Gone. Well, Days Gone's a pretty hefty game. I'm not surprised. Everybody loves it. Oh, yeah. oh sure. Yeah, I was going to play that game at some point, and I completely forgot about it. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Zach, Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper, yeah. This is the one I wanted to add to the list because I wanted to talk about it briefly um, because this was uh, one of the more popular ones known for having Switch Studios because the original trilogy on PS2 came out, released by Sucker Punch, um, who did just recently release Ghost of Tsushima, so it's a, a really heavy hitter right now. Um, but after it had its lifespan on the PS2, um, people were waiting for something to happen. And then in 2013, um, the fourth game in the series actually got released on PS3, but it was made by Sanzaru Games, a much smaller studio who I can't think... I think they've done some of the collections. Like I can't remember what, they, what else they've done. Logan, I'm sure you'll look it up. But um, it, was a, it was a studio I'd never heard of. Um, they were working on Sly 4. Yeah, they did the Sly um, Collection. Sly Collection, they yeah. Also they also did, did Sonic Boom, Shattered Crystal, and Sonic Boom, uh, Fire and Ice. Oh, yeah. So a real great track record for this studio. Nice. Um, and the reception for Sly 4 was lukewarm. I personally, it took me a long time to play this game. I don't know why. I was a huge fan of Sly Cooper. It was one of the most played things I ever played on the PS2. 
Um, but for some reason, I just didn't pick up Sly 4 for, I want to say, two years after it came out. <laughs> nice. And eventually I got to the point where, like, okay, I miss Sly Cooper. I'm just going to pick it up. I don't care if it's another studio. Uh, I don't care if it's that bad. I just want to play it, see what it's like. So I played it. Um, for the most part, I really liked it, I thought. And after hearing how many people had issues with it, I was like, oh, this is a, a perfectly fine game. Some of the things I, I love about this game were the art style. It looked more cartoonish, but also it popped really well um, visually. And, you know, coming up from PS2 graphics, you know, anything is an improvement. And the areas and the, the time travel gimmick, you know, it all worked really well and it was a solid package. My biggest issue with the game is that it made right at, like, Two-thirds of the way through the game, it made a story decision, which made zero sense and upset everyone in the fan base. Oh, I, I, it, cool. it is a seven-year-old game, but I, I won't say what the story decision was because it is t- still a spoiler, and I know you guys haven't played Sly Cooper, so I won't say what the, the decision was, but it still upsets me to my core, and I hope that they uh, backtrack if they ever decide to make a new Sly Cooper, however unlikely that is. But this this was seven years ago. We haven't had any new Sly Cooper news in seven years. I don't know what Sanzaru has been up to, but it can't have been much. Sonic Boom! And, yeah, Sonic Boom. Well, that's not saying much. But, um, you know, Sucker Punch just recently released Ghost of Tsushima, and in it they did have some Sly Cooper references, which was cool to see. I don't know who's going to have Sly Cooper if it ever decides to come back. It skipped the PS4 generation, but hey, maybe PS5, it's time to shine. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, see. that game overall, Sanzaro, I think, did a good job. They did leave Sly 4 on a cliffhanger, which was... <laughs> stupid because love it. I love it when games do that i can't no i can't imagine sequels. they had they they were very optimistic about continuing the series apparently because they left it on quite the cliffhanger um but it didn't work out unfortunately um but i think they actually did a decently good job that's good at least it wasn't just a complete dumpster fire no because that happens that oh happens. it does Let's run through uh some of these other smaller ones sonic mania great when sonic team can't figure out how to make games anymore you got to just bring in some fans and they make a much better game yeah sonic team's made in quite some time for sure uh logan any thoughts on that having played more of the 2d games oh yeah me, me and zach it's uh it's mostly the like 3d mania. garbage yeah. that we've uh enjoyed i think sonic mania is easily the best 2d sonic game i like it more than all of the originals yeah <laughs> i think it's, it's the definitive 2d sonic for sure so that's that's pretty remarkable uh, yeah, it has awesome remix of old zones, really, really cool, inventive new zones. Not as much of a grind as the old one. Still a grind, but not as much because you can, uh, uh, it's easier to save your progress and go get the emeralds like modern games do on like the old classic ones. So yeah, I love Sonic Mania. That game's awesome. The music's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really awesome. glad I finally got the chance to beat it last yeah. month. Um, it's so good. It was very difficult to beat. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Yeah, Again, game. Sonic's always got that that bogus at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. It's got to have that. Uh, Luigi's Mansion also swapped developers between uh, the original and Dark Moon and Luigi's Mansion 3. Was that Next Level Games? Yep, Next Level uh, Games did next 2 level and 3 games. after the first one was developed internally at Nintendo. Yeah. And you could, you could tell there... The original Luigi's Mansion feels like a much smaller experience, mm-hmm. and it gets more grandiose as you're going through, but... I never played Dark Moon, but Luigi's Mansion 3 
is top-notch. It is a phenomenal game, yeah. And it it's crazy, because what, Next Level Games is a Canadian studio? But yes. that game feels like it's made in Japan, just with all the little attention to detail and little charms that we know Nintendo games for. Like, that team understands what makes a Nintendo game special, and it nails it. I, I love that game. Yeah, really good. That was one of my Metroid game of the Prime years. Federation Force. Yeah. That was your <laughs> game of the year last year, Kevin, Luigi's Mansion 3. It, it was. It's a good game. I really like mm-hmm. it a lot. And yeah. I think they took the series in a good direction after the first one. Again, I didn't play Dark Moon, and I know people have some issues with that game, but I think it'd be hard to deny how good Luigi's Mansion 3 is. Oh, yeah, it's it's one. Uh, one other game from my childhood, Midtown Madness 3. Um, that changed developers after the first two games on uh, on PC. So the first two games were done by Angel Studios, and I think the most interesting thing about all of this is that Angel Studios was bought by Rockstar in 2002, which became Rockstar San Diego, which led the development of Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Auto V, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. And in the 90s and early 2000s, they made some PC racing games, which I tie back to as the, as the start of, of open world racing games. And I have such fond memories with that. Mm-hmm. The third one came out only on Xbox, a departure from PC, uh, developed by Digital Illusions, uh, don't know who they are, but they did a good job. Midtown Madness 3 had more power behind it on the original Xbox, and it didn't really take the series forward anywhere, but they made a faithful recreation on the original Xbox. I think the most interesting thing out of all of that is where Angel Studios ended up after after 1 and 2 getting bought by Rockstar yeah, and then just making crazy. some of the biggest games of the last decade. Yeah. Um, last up, I know Logan wants to talk about this, Mario Party. What a history. That's been through the ring for a while. It has been. <laughs> 1, 2, and 3, classics, N64. 4, 5, 6, and 7, a little derivative, but great on the GameCube. 8, people liked it on the Wii. It sold like crazy, millions and millions of copies. Why didn't they get a follow-up? Well, because what? It was made by Hudson Soft, who is a subsidiary of Konami that developed these Mario Party games, and we all know that Konami does not treat its developers the best. So that part of the company kind of went under. So Nintendo, seeing the massive success of Mario Party 8 on Wii, which sold millions, hands the series over to ND Cube, the developers of Wii Party, which yeah. sucks. Wii Party is bad. Uh, and they make, they're like, okay, let's see. What has worked eight entries in a row on consoles, including two good entries on handhelds? Okay, let's take all four and throw them in a car uh, and take out all competitive nature and make it 100% luck base. That's Mario Party 9. Mario Party 10, they do it again, uh, but then they add the Bowser mode, which I actually thought was fun and a good use of the gamepad. They also made a couple of 3DS games. Island Tour, horrible, horrible. <laughs> One of the worst games I have played. Star Rush, which was an interesting concept. It's the one where everyone moves at the same time on a board where you kind of get to pick your route to get to the star and get these items and these allies to help you out. That one's fun. That one's fun. Uh, Then they made the top 100, which is 100 questionably chosen minigames. Some of them are not good, and there are some clear ones missing. It's on the 3DS, and it's minigames only, and I never played it. It looked uninspired and then super mario party which is by far their best effort on the switch Mm -hmm. we've all played it that's a good mario party that doesn't recapture how good the other ones are but is definitely a step in the right direction the boards are a little bit too small there's still some weird random luck elements that 
feel too lucky, even though Mario Party's all about luck. There's some stuff that's like, eh. Uh, but the minigames are good, and they do bring back that Star Rush-inspired mode with the partner mode where you can move around the board in any way you want to get the stars. So there's also only four boards, which is... The which is, is the biggest yeah, problem that with was... it, because not only is there a lack of boards and how small the boards are, where in one roll you could seemingly go the entire board if you get lucky enough, which is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they also just... The gimmicks of the board are pretty boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you've got a, a bomb in the center and he blows up. You don't have anything to the level of, like... The day-night cycle in six. The day-night cycle or the, like, managing hotels and <laughs> yeah. properties. Yeah, or the Like, windmills. man, they got weird and they got complex alongside yeah. all of just the craziness of board moving, getting all the mini games. Mm-hmm. It the board the boards are the biggest problem with the with the most recent entry yeah. for sure so i'd like to Thank see the- super mario party 2 on switch at some point uh they just made clubhouse games was what nd cube most recently released just a couple months ago which Very i have and it's a good time yeah sold over a million uh and i hope that now they're working on super mario party 2 to come out next year maybe they can crank these things out that's what they did back in the day on <laughs> on gamecube one came out just every year on gamecube it's insane uh, so yeah, I love, I love the old Mario parties. That's like my classic family game. We played so much Mario Party back in the day. I never got the the handheld versions, especially when we get to something like the top one hundred, where it's like, who is going to be getting this on handheld just to play the? Because the mini games, <laughs> you want to play those with other people. Yeah. That is the entire point. Yeah. I, the the people willing to play Mario Party with you on handheld has got to be pretty small. I just yeah. didn't get it. Just a weird, a weird decision. Because I could see, I could see like a, uh, just a smaller budget Mario Party title of just mini games. You know, it'd be kind of fun. You know, mm-hmm. 20, 30 bucks on Switch. I just don't know why it was on 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> Made no yeah. sense. And the Switch was out at that point. Yeah. yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then the car thing. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> why did they think that was a good idea? I don't know. Yeah. Uh yeah, so uh, to, here's to Halo Infinite. Hopefully the delay serves it well, comes out in 2021, and 343 Industries gets a Halo out that uh, most Halo fans can enjoy. Because I know despite Logan enjoying Halo 4 a lot, a lot of people were very mixed on that game, and then Halo 5 came along. Hopefully they can get it right with yeah. uh, with Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, I stream Fall Guys on Twitch. We have an official Ode yeah. to Games Twitch now. Oh, so yeah, that's a good TV, shout out. Search for Ode to Games. I won two games on stream. We'll definitely be streaming more in the future, trying to work things out to figure out how we can all stream. This is all new to us. So I figured out how to do a solo stream, but would like to get these guys on at some point too. Uh, Fall Guys, other stuff also. I'm probably going to stream some of the Wii U's library uh, just for kicks. So That's a gimmick, yeah. Yeah, look forward to that. Play Logan's Amiibo thing. Festival, play that karaoke game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pocket <laughs> Tournament. Star Fox oh, Zero. Star Fox yeah, Guard. Just... Oh, Star, Star Fox, Fox Guard. Some of the best games the Wii U has to offer. Yep. But it's weird because you won't be able to see the gamepad on the stream, so it's like you won't be able to see what's sure. going on in a lot of it's those like, this games. is what I'm doing. You just yeah. hold it up to the camera. Yeah, exactly. You need yeah, a Wii U gamepad camera. Mm-hmm. Just the smudges and open. It looks like the battery ran out <laughs> on the yeah. gamepad. Yeah. But yeah, we got the Twitch channel. We've also got more stuff in the pipeline, hopefully within the next month that we can start to share with you guys alongside the Twitch channel. So look forward to that over the course of the next month or so. Zach, anything you want to add before we wrap up? 
I just forgot to. I've actually played a decent amount of Mario Party Seven in my in the past, so I, nice. I really like I that, love one. that one. I think I think that one and uh, Super Mario Party are the only ones I've ever played. But okay. some pretty good experiences. I I haven't had a lot of bad Mario Party experiences. Avoid the Same. avoided the crappy ones. Exactly, which is always nice. The handhelds and Wii U ones. The Wii U one. Excuse me. All right, that is going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here every Friday on our website, odegames.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. You can find us on Twitter, at Ode to Games. You can find us on Twitch, also Ode to Games. And you can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.